Lord, we thank you so much for this time that you have allowed us to gather together. I thank you for all who have come and for all who are on their way. Lord, I just rejoice over the word that you have for us tonight. I thank you so much for your word, which does not return void, for your word, which sanctifies us by your truth, for your word, Lord, which is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you, Lord, for the authority of your word in our lives, and we thank you for teaching us how to walk in the authority that you have given us. So we give you all glory, honor, and praise, and we ask that you have your way in this place tonight. Holy Spirit, you speak through me, and you provide that bullseye word, that very word that each person needs in the name of Jesus. I thank you, and I love you, and I give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So, you all, every time I got ready to to go to, to review what the Lord has been speaking to me all week, every time I went back to do that today, there was just a leaping, a jumping, a rejoicing, a laughing. I was just really, like, literally rejoicing over the word. And given me such an abundance of it, but I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, this is awesome but you dole out what you want in the way that you want it. You know exactly how to deliver your word to your people. So you all be praying for me, and um, and we will hear what thus saith the Lord. Um, I want to thank you all for being here. I want to thank you for bringing your expectation. We've been talking about that. Expect to hear from the Lord. Expect to hear what you need to hear. Okay? Don't place your expectation on me. I'm just a person. I don't know what you need, but God knows what you need. And when you place your expectation on him, then he's going to draw out of me that very word that you need. And I thank all of you also for bringing your supply. You have the supply of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Um, I don't know how much you all know this, but a big thing with, with God's Love Song Ministries, a big thing that God has been dealing with me on for a few years now, several years now, is light be. And we've been talking about that light as the revelation. And so I'm speaking light be tonight that you come to a new level of understanding that you have an awakening, that Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. The moment you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, he came to live on the inside of you. And he didn't just come there so he would have somewhere to be. <laughs> he came there. He came to, to dwell on the inside of you for a purpose. And so is that Hi, Sister Norford. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> and so um, I just want to speak uh, 1 Corinthians 3.16, where Paul says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? And that word know, it means, well, know ye not. I'll, I'll just paraphrase with the definition of the word know. Don't you have an awareness? that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? 
Don't you have an understanding that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God is in you? Don't you appreciate? Hi, good morning. Good night. Good night. Don't you, don't you appreciate that? You are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God dwells in you. Don't you realize, don't you recognize, aren't you conscious of the fact that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? He wants you to know that tonight. He wants you to come to a new level of understanding. He wants you to receive the revelation that his very spirit is alive on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is the one who is developing godly character on the inside of you. And he's the one who leads you, who guides you, and who teaches you. And when you invite him to, he empowers you to live this life that God has given you to live, to live this life that Jesus has made available to us. To, to, he empowers us to walk in the authority that we have been given by God. And so when I say thank you for bringing your supply of the Holy Spirit I want you to know what you're bringing to the party. <laughs> you are bringing God himself to the party. And the God in you combines with the God in me, combines with the God in everybody else who is on this line. And the anointing that is on each of our lives combines to form an anointing that did not exist before. And when you come with your expectation on God, see the Holy Spirit within you draws on the Holy Spirit that is within me to provide the word that needs to come forth. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. So um, the word of the Lord to us for 2020. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> actually, let's say the word of the Lord to us for this season. Let's say that one first. God is raising up a new leg of his army. Okay, and that new leg is us. He is raising up a new leg of his army to join the ranks who are taking dominion like he commissioned Adam to do in Genesis chapter 128. So let's just keep that in mind. Okay, this is his word to us in this season. This is what he's doing. This is what he is accomplishing in us in this season. And he's doing that in the context of the word that he spoke to us regarding 2020. And he says, 2020 is the year of perfect vision. He says, in 2020, you will begin to walk in the inner workings of my word and will know how to work my word efficiently, accurately, and precisely. You will not only receive insight, concepts, and ideas, but you will know what to do with those concepts. Um, insights and ideas. You will know how to maximize them. Your vision will be clear, complete, and all-encompassing regarding that thing that I give you. And what he's giving us in this season is revelation regarding our authority and our the authority we have through Jesus Christ and the responsibility we have to partner with God. Okay? God says, amen. God says, there will not simply be an increase of revelation. No, there will be an increase in wisdom, knowledge, 
and understanding of what to do with the revelation you have received. Hallelujah. I'm starting to get happy already. <laughs> you, you, there will be an increase in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of what to do with the revelation you have received and how to bring the vision that he has given you to manifestation. Perfect vision. Not just perfect vision that you're going to see everything uh, completely and perfectly the way God is giving us to see it, but also the perfection of that vision, which means the completion of that vision in your life, the manifestation of that vision in your life. There aren't going to be any more missed punches. There aren't going to be any more, um, what, what does the Bible say? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Well, we're about to bring that hope into manifestation, bring that hope to fruition. We're getting ready to see some results. Perfect vision. He says, in 2020, you're going to get the message. You're going to get the point. You're going to know what to do with what I've told you, and you will reach the expected end that I have for you. Moving forward, you will operate at a new level of intentionality because you get the point. Amen? Amen. 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 Can we just give him a thank you, Jesus, for that? Thank, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank Glory Jesus. to God. Thank there's Jesus. such a precious gift that he wants to give us. And, you know, there's something about knowing. He's not trying to hold anything back from us. He wants us to see it all so we can have it all. And we can have it all because he's given us the authority and the dominion to get it all. Mm-hmm. The question is, will we partner with him to get it? Okay. All right, so um, let me ask you all. We've been talking about our authority for the past few weeks. How many, does anybody have a testimony of how they use their authority this week? I'll start. I was walking to um, a restaurant down the street from my house, and on the way to the restaurant, there's this house, and they have a lot of dogs, big dogs that bark a lot. And they are usually chained up so they can bark and try to run and all they want to. So the dogs are usually chained up so they can bark and try to run and all they want to. Well, there was one particular dog, a new dog, I hadn't seen him before, that was not chained up. And as I walked past past the house, he came out running and barking. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you stop where you are. And I wish you could have seen it, you guys. It was like a cartoon. It was like, and he stopped right where he was. And I went to the restaurant. I picked up my meal. And when I walked back to the house, the dog didn't even come back to the entryway where I, near where I was walking. Amen. I used my authority, and the dog stopped. I got one. Okay. Um, we've been having... We've had some storms and some winds, and uh, I don't. I, I live in an RV, so when the wind gets up there, the RV moves. And so uh, the other night, I could see lightning coming, uh, and I spoke to it. And um, because at night, particularly, you can't see if it if there's a tornado activity. 
So I just spoke to everything, told to get its tails up, meaning the clouds that come down to make contact. And um, and it didn't even rain here, which we could have used some rain, but I certainly didn't have any tornadoes. And I am comfortable taking authority at storms. Um, I've been here in Texas long enough to say I have to do something or, you know, it's going to run over me. So that's what I do. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for sharing. Anybody else? All right. The last time we got together, um, or the Lord has given us an assignment, and he calls us the Dominion Task Force. Woo-hoo! The Dominion Task Force. And our, um, the task at hand is to take authority over the hurricanes during this hurricane season. So we've been talking about how to do that, and we had an assignment last time to seek out each name, each hurricane name, which can be found on the handout that says Dominion Task Force at the top. It's on the second page. All the hurricane names. Our assignment was to name each hurricane name each day and tell each one individually to bow its knee to the name of Jesus and to confess that Jesus is Lord. How many of you did that this week who had the assignment? Uh, I didn't do all, but I did some. <laughs> okay, talk to me about that. Because uh, I, I didn't have my the tape. I, I think I misplaced my paper, but I remembered a couple names. So those I remembered, I I prayed and asked them to bow. So I have to find okay. my paper. All right. Tell me what you mean when you say you prayed and asked them to go. You you said that we should claim that they should bow at the name of Jesus because we have the authority, we have the to do that. So that's what I was doing when I was praying, asking them to bow at the name of Jesus. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Yeah, I did it. Lynn. I did it. Okay. Mm. Okay. Name was, like, uh, forget what you, forget this, the name of the one that I did. Um, but I took that name and I said, the name, and I said, you bow your knee to the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus, I think it was. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me tell you, um, and you know what? I will do a better job of modeling. I will send you all a recording. Does everybody have their paper with them right now? Does anybody have their paper with them right now where they can follow along with the name? I have my paper. This is Deborah Ryberg. Okay. 
All right. Well, I have my paper, and let me tell you how I did it, okay? Now, someone brought to my attention that Arthur and Bertha, the first two, have already passed. <laughs> so no need to call them out anymore. But so starting with Cristobal, and this was before, just as Cristobal was becoming a tropical storm, I believe. But Cristobal, you are but a name. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. Dolly, you are but a name. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. Edward, bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. Now, I'm going to say the name, and I want you all to repeat after me, okay? And we're going to try to do it at a cadence. So let's stay together. And I know there might be a slight delay because we're, on, we're online or on the phone, but let's try to keep it in rhythm with each other, all right? And we're doing this. And, and I want you to pay attention because I'm going to ask you if you noticed anything when we're all done. All right? Edward. You repeat. Edward. Edward. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. I confess that Jesus is Lord. Say. Say, bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your, bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Gonzalo. Gonzalo. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess, and confess that Jesus is Lord. Hannah. Hannah. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Isaiah. Isaiah. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess Josephine. Josephine. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And, and confess, confess that Jesus is Lord. Now I want you all to pretend that there's a storm right outside your window and it's coming towards your house and you are commanding that storm to leave. And I want you to speak to it like you would speak to it if it were threatening to invade your house. Kyle. Hi. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Laura. Laura. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Marco. 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 
Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Nana. Nana. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And I confess that Jesus is Lord. Omar. Omar. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Now pretend that you got rid of all the storms that are threatening you, but now you have loved ones in the States or on other islands and the, and the uh, hurricanes are threatening them. Paulette. 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 Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Renee, Renee, bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Sally, Sally, bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Teddy. Teddy. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Vicky. 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 Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Wilfred. Wilfred. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And confess that Jesus is Lord. And confess that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. So does anybody have any reflections? Having just gone through that um, exercise, having just gone through that, does anybody have any reflections on what they noticed, what they felt, what they experienced, what they thought, what God showed them? Anything. The intensity of my voice um, could feel like it gets more done. It feels like you get more done? See, when I have an intensity about my voice, I feel like it's more effective. I'm sorry, it feels like it's more effective. Effective. Okay. Why is that? 
I guess uh, it's more engaged. It's more engaged. Okay. Except that was the one that added, and you stay away from my family because you said to, that if we had family, you know, yeah, I would be saying, I would be saying, you know, bow your knee to the name of Jesus, stay away from my family. Okay, you commanded it. You had the authority to do that. You have you you had the authority to do that. Good. All right. Anybody? Somebody else? Yes. I think I um, said it together. It it um it was more forceful, which means if, when we collaborate, you know, we I mean single-handedly we can get things done. But I think as a as a team, the collaboration is um more effective more in that cool. sense. Okay. Um. And yeah. This is Deborah Ryberg. Um, as I, as you were calling the names, I sense that we should have been saying Storm Edwards, Storm this and Storm that, because there are a lot of Edwards out there. There are a lot of people in the earth with these names, and that it should have been more laser-focused by calling it a Storm and then calling the name as the same way when we spoke to coronavirus, we called it a virus, and then we called its name, so it was more specifically focused. Okay. Do you know why I didn't? I hear exactly what you're saying. And um, I, at first, I had them up there. But then I heard on the inside that it's giving them a title, like, okay, Storm Cristobal. I hear you. I hear exactly what you're saying. I'm not going against that. Um, I know that I, I, I started to do that and then was led not to, but I do understand. Um, We'll talk about that again. I'm writing this down. We'll talk about that again. All I can tell you is that I was doing as I was led to do in that. But I understand your point. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else? Uh... Okay, I'll tell you what I heard as you all were doing it with me. As we got farther down in the list, our voices lost that intensity. Our voices just got kind of ho-hum. And then I said, pretend like that storm is right outside your house or pretend like that storm is threatening your family. Then your intensity um, increased. And so... That goes to show that we need to be in it for the long haul. Long haul. We need to be able to endure. And it's just like physical exercise. You've got to work up to it. It's the same way with the spiritual exercise. 
okay? And I'm just going to say this as a point. I, I really like what um, Lynn said. With the intensity in her voice, it feels like it's more effective. It was more engaged. And what I got from that, correct me if I'm wrong, Lynn, but what I got from that is there was more intentionality to it. You weren't just calling words. You weren't just saying words. You were being intentional, and you, you put some intense intensity in it. You put emotion in it. You put purpose in what you were saying. Amen. And the other thing I'd like to point out is not once did we ask the storm to leave. When we're in authority, we don't ask. Now, I don't know. I'm going to use this as an example. I don't know if it's such a good example anymore because things have changed so much. But I'm old school, and this is just how I believe. When I call one of my students who are children and I tell them to do something, I expect them to do it. I'm not going to ask them, will you please do your homework? I'm not going to ask them, will you please be quiet? I'm going to tell them, sit down, be quiet, do your work. Whatever it is I want them to do, I'm in authority, and I tell them what to do, and I expect it to be done. When I have a wayward child and I have to talk to them, I start at the very beginning. I say, you are a child, and I am a grown-up. You are supposed to listen to what I am saying. And it's the same way with these storms. I am a child of God, and I have authority over the earth, and you have to do what I'm telling you to do. That's a part of stepping into our authority. Are you all catching this? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Um, yes? Uh, okay. Yes. Um, normally, normally before this, right, if a storm come in, I would say, Lord, help this storm to stay in the sea. Help it to don't come land. Come to the land. But now you give us something to, like, speak in authority. Because when I pray, I always ask him to leave it out in the sea. I don't know why, but I don't know if it was something I, I was doing good or whatever. But that's okay. how I used to um, talk about the storm. Thank you for sharing that. That is excellent. Let me ask you, where did you get that prayer? I don't know. I just was saying when the storm comes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. And that is exactly why God has us doing this together. Okay. Do you remember I told you that God is giving us this as an object lesson? And he's having us to walk it out together. And he's, he's giving me things to show you. He's giving me things to tell you. And I'm understanding that I also need to, um, to model it for you. Yeah, to walk it out for you. So I apologize for that. It was, um, I had thought a couple of times, maybe I should make a recording and send it. And I said, no, I don't need to do that. And I should have listened because guess who that was telling me to do that? Hello. That, that was Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. He leads us. He guides us. He directs us. That's Holy Spirit talking. And I, I talked myself out of it. So I repent before him. I repent before you. I did not listen. Um, remember, okay, let's look at 
Yes. Could I ask them? Um, the the fact that the you're doing this in this this way for the season storms. Yes. Yes. I would tend to speak all the storm names and say you, meaning having just read all the names, you all bow your knee to the um, name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. And then also, you know, I like to say you dissipate and cause no harm. I understand. I understand. I haven't had this assignment, but now that I do, is that something that's not wanted? Well, this is what I was getting ready to explain. Thank you for your question. When God gave this to me, he's the one who gave me what to say. He's the one that gave me the way to say it. I, too, would like to list all of the names or say all of the names and then tell them categorically, you bow your knee to the name of Jesus. You confess that Jesus is Lord. But that's not what God told me to do. And so I need to follow his instructions. And the big thing that comes to my mind is when he directed Moses on how to build the tabernacle, when he instructed Noah on how to build the ark. He was very explicit about the materials to be used, about the measurements that were used, about, you know, the material, everything. And so as God gave me this plan, I'm giving it to you. When I sent out the text message um, earlier in the week or at the end of last week, whenever it was, you know, I texted the um, what I wanted us to say. Christopher, you bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. And many of you texted back, I agree, I agree, I agree. Let me see. Yes. Um, there was one who said, I stand in firm agreement that Christabel is only a name and it is diminished in the name of Jesus. Okay, I'm grateful for the response. But that's not what the command was. The command was, you are but a name. Bow your knee to the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. Confess right now that Jesus is Lord. Those were words that God gave me to speak. And those were words that he gave me to pass on to you for you to speak. And that is what we were to come into agreement on. But not only that, God told me to give you the instruction to join your faith with mine and command that out loud. Okay? So there's a thing here called obedience. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 9, it says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Why? Why do we need to be obedient? You're not being obedient to me. You're being obedient to what God told me to speak to you. All right? Um, John chapter 2, verse 5, Jesus told this, um, Mary, Jesus' mother told the servants, Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Why? Because he had the plan. He had the way. Do you remember God's word to us for this year? 
It comes out of Isaiah chapter 42, verse 16. That's our foundational scripture. Let's turn to it and put our eyes on it. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 16. And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. Okay. And so we have, we, the Lord has explained to us that we are not blind um, like the people who are blind because they choose not to see. We're blind because we're going in an unfamiliar way. We don't know what to look for. We don't know how to recognize things that are right before our eyes. So God is leading us in these unfamiliar paths, and he's turning darkness into light before us. The things that we don't know, he's revealing to us so that we will know. And not only is he revealing them to us, but he's giving us perfect vision so we'll know what to do with the revelation he's giving us. He is going before us. He is making the crooked places straight, and he's not forsaking us. This is what he's doing and walking out with us as he's having us to take dominion over this hurricane season. Remember um, NOAA, the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration. They predicted that um, we would have an above normal to extremely active hurricane season. And they've even upped the ante. They said it will be even more than that. I forgot the exact terminology they said. But it's on the extremely active side and above. That's what they have said. But we, because we have the authority given to us by Jesus Christ, we have the authority to decree a thing and it shall be established. The thing is, the question is, what do we decree? We just don't go willy-nilly and decree what we want to decree. We talked this out um, in Job chapter 22. It's on the, the handout called Hurricane Preparedness. If you have your worksheet, put, please pull it out. I'll do a quick synopsis. But the first thing we need to do is to align our spirit, soul, and body, we are a three-part being. The spirit part of us is the part of us that was quickened and recreated when we received Jesus into our hearts. We're alive. We're in direct connect with God. We're as perfect and as holy and as righteous and as prosperous and as healed and as whole and as everything else as Jesus is. First John chapter 4 tells us, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. This part of us is already in perfect alignment with God. So now we need to bring our soul into alignment with our spirit. Our soul consists of our mind, our will, and our emotions. What we want, what we think, what we feel, what we choose, what we decide, all of that. So we have to get our emotions and our thoughts and our desires in alignment with our spirit that is already in alignment with God. We do that by seeking God's face. We do that by seeking his word. And when we receive his word, when we hear his word, then we must purposely come into agreement with his word. 
whether our natural minds understand it or not, we need to say, Lord, whatever you say, I agree. And what that automatically does for, oh, let's turn here because it's my favorite and he just told us to. Um, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. I would, does somebody have it in the Amplified Classic? Yeah, I do. Okay. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Okay. So for the word in the, in the King James, it says, for the word of God. And I like the way the Amplified says, for the word that God speaks. In Job chapter 22, verse 22, it says, um, Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thine heart. So we can hear a lot of words, but they are not active and alive and powerful, meaning creating the change that God wants to have in our lives. They can, they can change, you know, our words have power. We have what we say, which is why it is important for us to line up with the word of God because the word that God speaks, those words are alive. In John 6.63, Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. The word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing and effective. That means his word works. That's why when we're in situations like this, any kind of situation, when we pray, we don't want to pray our own words. We want to pray the words that God gives us. And we receive those words by seeking his faith and seeking his word and allowing Holy Spirit to minister that word to us. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. In the King James, it says um, dividing, even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Even to the dividing asunder of what we want, think, and feel, and what God wants, thinks, and feels. The word of God will do that. The word of God will put down a dividing line, or actually I'll call it a plumb line. He puts down a plumb line, like a measuring line, and we get to see what part of us is in alignment with this word and what part isn't. The part that isn't will stick out like a sore thumb, and those are the areas that we need to pray and yield and humble ourselves and bring into alignment with what God wants. The word of God does that. Okay? In the Amplified, it goes on to say... Um, you know, it's dividing um, even the joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature. But now listen, here in the Amplified, this is what it says. Exposing, meaning bringing to light, and sifting, meaning sorting out, and analyzing, meaning really getting into that thing, getting to the root of it, and judging, 
what part lines up, what doesn't. The very thoughts and purposes of the heart. And remember, we've talked about our heart as our believer. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus um, and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead. Our heart is our believer. The word of God will get to the root of stuff, and we get to really find out what we believe. Do we really believe that God's word is alive and active and full of power? Do we really believe God's word over our own words? If we believe that God is giving us the word to speak, then we'll speak the words that God has given us to speak. And so I heard Sister Norbert say, well, usually I pray, stay out in the sea. Um, I heard, um, I think it was Lynn say, you know, diminish. And even someone in the text said, diminish. Okay, but that wasn't God's instruction. Because when we look, Cristobal was still a tropical storm, and it caused a lot of destruction. So we could look and say, oh, God didn't answer our prayer, or oh, it wasn't meant to be, or oh, that wasn't God's will, and none of those are the case. The case is we need to say what God says, and we'll get the results that God has in mind. He'll, we'll get that expected end that he has for us. So let us, I'm getting ready to talk about Cristobal in, in, in a minute because that was the tropical storm that was active this week. But let's go to our handout that says Dominion Task Force. All right, so at the top, the very first thing it says, God has given us dominion and authority over the earth. That is what God has been ministering to us over the past few weeks, that he has given us a dominion and authority. He wants us to take the dominion that he gave Adam in the beginning. Adam forfeited his dominion, but Jesus got it back and gave it to us. Now, now God wants us to take it. Actually, he wants us to have it, that, that, to actively have it. It's there for us. It's right there, but until we pick it up for ourselves, we don't have it. It can be sitting right within arm's reach, but if we don't pick it up for ourselves, we don't have it. And even if we do pick it up, if we're not using it, then we really aren't exercising our ownership of it. He wants us to have dominion. It should be a constant state of being for us. We are in dominion. We don't have to wait for a situation to arise and say, oops, let me take my dominion. No, have your dominion at all times. And when something rises up, you just use that dominion. God has given us dominion and authority over the earth. And that line, that line, that is the word that he spoke. And he, um, it's in his scripture, right below it, Psalms 115, verse 16 which says, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. I asked you all, I encouraged you all to meditate this scripture every day. Read it every day. Read it out loud every day. Look at it every day. Put it in your ear gate. Put it in your eye gate. Say it every day. Put it in your mouth gate until it gets down in your heart in such abundance that it overflows and it comes out of your mouth without you even trying to say it. It just automatically comes out. When I was in school, yeah? Is this where, I'm, I'm not sure where it is. I haven't had time to look it up. 
but um, that the earth groans waiting for the sons of God? Waiting for manifestation of the sons of God. Well, yes, the earth is doing that. It's waiting for us to show up. Where are the sons of God who are supposed to be fixing everything that's wrong? We do that by walking in our dominion. And God has clearly given it to us in Psalm 115, 16. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. And I said to meditate that. When I was in school, I used to know that I was ready for a test. When I would wake myself up in the middle of the night, talking, saying the answers to that test. I would be talking in my sleep to the point where I woke myself up to hear myself saying the answers to the test. That's what I knew I had studied in abundance. It was coming out of my heart even while I was asleep. I was ready to take the test. That's how we need to get the word of God in our hearts, that even when we're not consciously thinking of it, it's what springs forth. Think about it, you know, we say what's in the well will come up in the bucket. You ever slam your finger in a door or just drop something on your toe and then say something out of your mouth? Whatever comes out of your mouth in that split moment is what was down in your heart. Was it a, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same way. We need to put God's word in our heart so that when we're squeezed, his word comes out. That's when we know that we've meditated it and we've gotten it in there and it's in our hearts in abundance. Because then when we're saying it, when the words come out of our mouth, it's no longer just coming out of our mouth. It's coming out of our heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Speaker. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I've been reading the scripture every day. I've been saying it out loud. I've been praying it out loud. Um, this is, let me tell you how I would do it. I would do what we did earlier. I would go through each name. I would, you know, Wilfred, bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. God, I thank you that you have given me dominion and authority over the earth. For the heaven, even the heavens are yours, but the earth have you given to the children of men. The earth have you given to us. And I thank you, God, that you have given Jesus a name which is above every name. And at the name of, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should, should bow. And every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. So I'm saying the words, I'm, I'm saying, and as I'm saying them, God keeps revealing to me, Holy Spirit keeps revealing to me deeper meaning of this. Because, you know, I hadn't thought about, um, it says that at, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. He's been quickening to me things under the earth. And there's a magnetic pool that comes from the center of the earth. There are things that happen below the earth's surface that I don't even consciously think of. But he's starting to wake that up in my thinking. And I'm not totally clear on it yet, but he continues to speak to me about it. And I know that as I continue to meditate, I'm going to get perfect vision about that thing. He's going to give it to me. But it only comes by meditating on it each day. All right? And then... After I say that, I, I go down to the lower part of the page, Psalms 148, 1 through 5, and, and those verses, and, and I'll, I'll just, you all just listen. Hallelujah! Praise God from heaven. Praise him from the mountaintops. 
Praise him, all you his angels. Praise him, all you his warriors. Notice the sound of authority in my voice. Notice the intentionality I'm putting. I'm commanding them to praise him. I have the authority to do this. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, you morning stars. Praise him, high heaven. Praise him, heavenly rain clouds. Praise, oh, let them praise the name of God. He spoke the word, and there they were. He also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. He fixed their bounds which, which cannot be passed over. Now I want to stop there for a minute. Because this goes to why God gave me what he gave me to say. And to tell you to say. He told the hurricanes or he told the storms, he told those names to bow their knee to the name of Jesus. They are named. And they must bow their knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. And as I wrote in this handout, I said, um, um, let me see, um, their tongue, whatever it is, um, the ocean's tongue is the waves, and the wind's tongue is the breeze, and the tree's tongue is their posture and their sway. Everything has a tongue and can, and can confess that Jesus is Lord. Okay, so back up to verse 6. It said, he fixed their bounds which cannot be passed over. There are things that we need to know. These storms are coming. We know, okay, everybody, please answer this. Do we all know that God did not send the storm? Yes or no? Do you know that, Jesus, that God did not send the storm? He allowed that, I guess. God did not send the storm. Okay. Anybody else able to say that? God did not send the storm. God did not send the storm. Okay. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. All right. So, God. Yeah, know it. Let's look at let's let's look at um John chapter ten verse ten. The storm is part of the curse. The storm is part of the curse. The curse entered, we see that in Genesis chapter 3, starting at verse 14. The curse entered when Adam sinned. When Adam sinned, the curse entered the world. Sin entered the world. Death entered the world. First sin, death, and the curse. It goes that way. Sin, death, and the curse. They entered. The storm that brings destruction is part of the curse. Let's look at John chapter 10, verse 10. When somebody has it, please read it. The thief cometh not but for up. Oh, sorry. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have a life and that they may have it more abundantly. Okay, so this is Jesus speaking. This is what I call a boundary scripture. It's like it's either A or it's B. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. If it steals, kills, and destroys, 
is the thief. I, Jesus, am come that they, meaning us, might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So storms destroying our property is not life abundantly. That's not Jesus. Storms taking lives is not life abundantly. That's not Jesus. And if God, and, and, okay, so can we all agree that the thief is the devil? Yes. Okay. Okay. So now let's turn to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on the serpent and scorpion and over all all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Okay. So in John chapter 10, verse 10, we hear Jesus talking about the thief. And we all just agree that the thief is the devil, yes? Yes. Okay. And yes. here in Luke chapter 19, we hear Jesus talking about the enemy. Do we all agree that the enemy is the devil? Yes. yes. Okay. So here in Luke chapter 10, Jesus says, I'm giving you power. That word power means authority. I am giving you power, authority, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil. If the devil, i.e. the thief, comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and that's what's happening through the storms, and Jesus has given us authority over the enemy, i.e. the devil, and over all the power or the ability that he has, then how can we say that God sent the storm but has given us authority over it? That's like when Jesus was talking to the people, he said, the devil can't cast the devil out. They were calling him Beelzebub. He, he is possessed by a devil. He says, the devil cannot cast the devil out. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing. If God is causing the storm, then why would he give us authority over the storm? Okay? He wouldn't. He wouldn't. And so I heard someone say that he allowed it. Well, let's talk about why he allowed it. Because we need to understand, I don't have time to go into the teaching about this right now, but we need to understand that there is a spirit realm that has spiritual laws, just like this earthly realm, this natural realm, has natural laws. Okay, are we all familiar with the law of gravity? Yes. Okay, what goes up must come down, or you step off a building, you're going down, 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 right? Gravity, it works for everybody. Right. Okay, well, it's the same way. In the spirit, there are laws, and one of the laws is you have what you say. So, you know, if, the spirit, if people have the spirit of fear, all right, and they're constantly talking about, oh, hurricane season is coming. Oh, they say it's going to be an active hurricane. Oh, we're going to see the worst hurricanes we've ever seen. If they are putting these laws into motion in the spirit, that's one. If they're non-believers, 
and they are in a state of rebellion where God has given them chance after chance after chance to turn around, and they don't come. Remember when we were talking about tithers' rights last time? We talked about this umbrella of protection that God has. Yes. And we're under the umbrella of protection, but if we choose to step out from under that umbrella of protection, then we find ourselves getting wet, not because God is spitting on us, but because we willingly chose to step out into the rain. Well, it's the same. If people are out in the rain and God is saying, here, come under my umbrella, and they are choosing not to come under his umbrella, they are choosing to stay out there in the rain, then they're going to get wet. The same yeah. thing. The storm, the, the, the storms, they're part of the curse. It's, it, and the curse, I hate to say this, but it's true. Um, the curse is the natural way of this earth. That is what is, is dominant on the earth, which is why um, what Lynn said is so accurate. The earth groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. When are they going to step up and take their authority and Stop all this. Mm-hmm. When um, are they going to allow God's glory to be revealed through them? So this stops. So the storms. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I heard a news report today. Yes. And they're talking about the temperatures that, you know, are that's up in the high 90s. And this guy was talking about the temperatures. He said some people feel like the Hot air is going to burn this COVID away. He said, but it's not. And I realized, you know, he was speaking against what Brother Copeland prayed. And I really should have spoken right then and there and say, that's not what we prayed. It will, um, you know, take this virus down. And that's my authority to speak that. Yes, it's your authority to stay in agreement. Now, let me tell the rest of the people what you're talking about. So, a prophet of God received a word from God to pray for a heat wave like we pray for rain because the heat would cook the coronavirus. Pray for a heat and a, and a, a heat wave and wind. Okay, and so Lynn is saying that she heard on the news report, if I'm understanding correctly, somebody said it's not going to happen. But guess what? It's not going to happen for them because they have what they say. But for those of us who stand in alignment with the word of God, that's why Psalm, let me tell you, oh my goodness, hurry, hurry, hurry. Psalm chapter 91. This is so good. Yes, Psalm, yes, please. Psalms 91. Uh, well, we're finding that, Sister Kate, today, that's why I told my cousin, she lives in Maryland. So we were talking about, you know, summer coming up, and it might cost the, the, um, the COVID away. So she told me they were 91. So I said, Lord, help the heat to burn up Corona. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you know, and when you said that, I was like, Oh, my God, that's what I said today. <laughs> ah, praise God, praise God. Yes. All right, Psalm 91, verse 8. I have it. Okay. Only, only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. 
Okay, this Psalms 91, read verse 1 for me too, Sister Norford, please. Verse 1, he that dwelleth yes. in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, so Psalms 91 is talking in the context of he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, he that is abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, we are under God's protection. We are in alignment with God. We are under his protective umbrella. And when we are and we're saying what he tells us to say and we're doing what he tells us to do, only with our eyes will we behold and see the reward of the wicked. The wicked are those who, who are twisted. The wicked are those who choose not to line up with God's word. So what Len was just sharing about the man who says the heat isn't going to cook corona, well, it's not for him. But it could for, let's just say his wife is a believer and his wife is standing on the word of God. He could get stricken yeah. with it while she remained perfectly healthy. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. We need to stay in alignment with what God says. And we need to do what God tells us to do. We need to follow those instructions the way he tells us to follow those instructions. Whose power so, no fault can withstand. That's what it says in the Amplified. Um, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed. Glory to God. Under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Coronavirus cannot withstand it. Cristobal cannot withstand it. No hurricane can withstand it. No tornado. Nothing can withstand God's protection when we stay under his umbrella of protection. Amen. So I'm going back to um, the, the worksheet that says the task force, and um, back on verse 6, where it says, He also established them forever and ever, and made a decree which shall not pass away. He fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed over. By speaking the words that God gave me to speak, bow your knee to the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is above every name right? And confess that Jesus is Lord. That means it's like, you guys ever play that game? Um, as a child, we used to call it mercy, where you would grab hands with somebody and try to twist each other's hands till it hurt. And when the person who said mercy first lost, because you were hurting them so bad, they said mercy, you had to let go. Um, other people know the game as uncle, say uncle, say uncle. In other words, bow your knee, say that I won, say that I won. Well, that's what we're telling these storms. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. Confess that you can't do one stitch more damage than what is already set in motion for you to do. Not set in motion by God. God has nothing to do with this. But what has been set in motion by man through their words, through their rebellion, through whatever it is that they have done that has allowed this to come upon them. You can't do a stitch more damage than that. He fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed over. So that's what God didn't say. God didn't tell me to tell you all to tell it to diminish. It didn't diminish. God knew it wouldn't diminish. That's not what he gave us to say. He's only going to give us the words to say that, that he plans to happen, that he knows that he has planned to happen, yes, that he knows it's going to happen. He's not going to have us to pray something wrong. That's why we really can have bullseye prayers all the time. 
So let me share this testimony with you all about Cristobal. Started out as a tropical storm, right? I saw this headline, and if you all want, I can email it to you after this session, but I saw this headline. Um, it says, Cristobal to merge with new storm system after lashing south. And this was on June 9th, so that was on Tuesday. Here's the praise report. Cristobal weakened into a depression early Sunday, I mean early Monday, after inundating coastal Louisiana and ginning up dangerous weather along most of the U.S. coast, sending waves, crashing over Mississippi beaches, swamping parts of an Alabama island town, and spawning a tornado in Florida. Now, that doesn't sound good. The only good part about that is that Cristobal weakened to a depression. I'll take it. That's a victory. That's a testimony. Okay? Now, it says it spawned a tornado in Florida. Well, check it out. It says, in Florida, a tornado, the second in two days in the state as the storm approached, uprooted trees and downed power lines Sunday afternoon south of Lake City near Interstate 75. There were no reports of injuries. Amen. In Louisiana, two boaters were found Monday afternoon in good condition after their boat sank in a deep water, deep water strait near Slidell on Sunday. They were found sitting on a porch of a camp. Amen. And this is, this is what I love, okay? Keep that scripture in mind where it says, um, he established their bounds which could not be passed over. Um, the National Hurricane Center director said this. He said, it's very efficient, very tropical rainfall. It rains a whole bunch real quick. So it didn't linger. It didn't stay. All right? Here's another one. On the, it, all of this is from the same headline. On the City of Biloxi, Biloxi Facebook page, officials and emergency workers helped dozens of motorists through floodwaters. It doesn't say it was a rescue and recovery mission. It says they helped them through the floodwaters. The people were able to pass through the floodwaters. In Alabama, the bridge linking to the mainland um, of Dolphin Island was closed much of Sunday, but was being reopened on Monday. It was opened the next day. Police and state transportation department vehicles led convoys of motorists to and from the island when breaks in the weather permitted. The people were still able to go to and fro. Hallelujah. Now here's the big one right here. This is uh, what the governor of Louisiana said. The storm could have been a lot worse, I'm very thankful to say. We were largely spared. Praise God. Praise God. The bounds were fixed. The storm had to bow its knee to, to the name of Jesus and had to confess that Jesus is Lord. It couldn't go willy-nilly and do what it wanted to do. All of this stuff happened, but no injuries. Hallelujah. Um, so then this was the forecast. In that same article, this was the forecast. Tropical Storm Cristobal would soon renew its strength by uniting with another storm system coming from the west to form one giant cyclone. This is what the forecasters said. Then, after drenching much of the south, forecasters now expect the remnants of Cristobal to bring fierce winds, 
heavy rain and thunderstorms to much of the Midwest by Tuesday. A very strong storm system sweeping out of the Rocky Mountains is expected to meld with Cristobal in the next couple of days. Um, yeah, the two will eventually merge into a large cyclone. This was the forecast. So I continued to speak the same words that God had given me. And sometimes it's like, Lord, give me something else to say. Or Lord, why am I still saying this? He knows. He knows. And I even asked him for this week, Lord, am I to give, you know, Dominion Task Force something else to say? He said, no, keep it the same. Now, this is a, for, uh, this is a, um, a headline from June 10th, which is yesterday, talking about what happened in the Midwest, okay? It was just forecasted that it's going to join with a storm and bring all the stuff to the Midwest by Tuesday. Well, here is the report. High winds brought down trees and left thousands without power in Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Nebraska. In rural Iroquois County, south of Chicago, a brief tornado, brief tornado was reported late Tuesday. No injuries were reported. Amen. In western Michigan, um, Hopkins, Village I'm sorry, Hopkins Village President Terry White was taking down flower baskets from his porch Tuesday when the tree in front of his home started to fall toward him. The tree lifted up, it twisted, and it came at me so quick, White said. It punched through, some of, it punched through the home's roof, but no one was hurt. Heavy rains and hail resulted in scattered... Okay, so this is a summary of what else the article said. Heavy rains and hail resulted in scattered, flo scattered flooding. Scattered flooding, not flooding the whole, you know, city or whatever. In scattered flooding, road closures, and washouts. Some of the roads were washed out. In each report, only portions, and that's the word that was used, portions of the area were flooded. Portions of the highway were closed, and only some low-lying areas were flooded. In Nebraska, storms formed a weak tornado Tuesday evening that briefly raised farmland. There were no reports of damage or injuries. Amen. By confessing the word that the Lord gave us by his Holy Spirit, we were able to contain the storm. The key is now, and I'm going to go back to Hebrews 4.12 in the Amplified Classic, the word that God speaks is active and alive, making it full of power, or full of power, making it alive, active, operative, energetic, and effective. The word that God speaks. So the word that God spoke to me, I speak to the storm. The word that God spoke to me, I've spoken to you for you to speak to the storm. And I like, I believe it was Deborah Rogers, I like what Sister Deborah said earlier that when we do it together, right? When we do it together, there's, there's more power in that. That's our corporate anointing coming together. And praise God, there's no time or distance in the spirit. So we, when you're at your house, I'm at my house, whenever, whatever, I'm on the island, you're in Texas, whatever it is, we can all say it. And if we're all saying it every day, as God has instructed us to do, we must be obedient. We must be obedient. If he said do it every day, do it every day. If he gave us the words to speak, 
speak what he told us to speak. If in the process of meditating these scriptures, God gives you something else and, and, and gives it for you to share with us, text us on that line and share it with us. But we have to do what God tells us to do. We have to say what God tells us to say. That's how it works. The word of God does not return void. Right. But it's the word of God. It's not what we think it's supposed to be, which is why it's important for us to get our souls in alignment with our spirit. After our souls are in alignment, our body will come along, and our body is the part that adds the action. If we go back to the scriptures in Job, that's when we pray, but we don't pray without having the words that God has given us to pray. And then once we've meditated that word and, and prayed, and, and I like the way Creplo Dollar says, he says praying is, 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 um, God's, is us giving heaven consent to get involved. When we pray, we're giving heaven consent to get involved. Why? Because we're speaking God's words back up to heaven. Heaven says, on it, all of heaven is backing us up. And then he gives us the command. He gives us the decree. And we decree it because it's a decided thing. We decree it as a command, not as a question, not as a request. We decree it because we are exercising our authority. But the thing is, you're not going to exercise your authority, number one, if you don't believe you have authority. Number two, if you don't believe you have authority over that thing that you're supposed to be taking authority over. And number three, if you just take it for granted, like, you know, it's nothing special. I really like that scripture, Liv, that you brought up. I'm going to look it up on my phone real quick as we prepare to close out. Um, I should have had you looking it up. Um, the earth is groaning. An expectation of the sons of God. It's um, Romans chapter 8, verse 19. Let's turn there. Read it. Will you please read it in the, King, in the Amplified Classic? 19, right? Yes, please. For even the whole creation, all nature, waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known, waits for the revealing, the disclosing of their sonship. Okay, and our sonship says we are like our father. We were created in his image and in his likeness. We have, we are seated at his right hand. We are seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. We have that when he sees us, he sees Jesus. We have the same authority that Jesus has because Jesus gave it to us. God, our Father, loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son so that he could have all of us as his children. That's our sonship. And it's like, who's your daddy? God's my daddy. So don't, huh? right? That's what the earth is waiting for, for us to step up and take dominion. But it's not for us to take it willy-nilly. Again, it's for us to do as God has instructed so I would like to instruct us again, please, every day during your prayer time, call out 
each of these names. I think Cristobal is done um, because it has gone back down to a depression. But it's supposed to join with another storm. So keep call, start with Cristobal and go all the way down. Work up your stamina. Speak in your authority. Say it like you mean it. When my mom, when I was a little girl and my mom called me, she expected me to show up. If I didn't show up, she was like, something must be wrong with your hearing because um, I called you. If you didn't show up, something must be wrong. That's the attitude we need to have with everything we have dominion over. I called you. I spoke to you. I commanded you. I decreed this thing. I expect you to show up. I expect you to obey. I expect you to do what I said. That's walking in our authority. And it might feel foolish in the beginning. It might sound foolish in the beginning. But I hope that you're encouraged by the testimony that I shared about Cristobal and how limits were set, bounds were set, no injuries were recorded in the headlines that I found. And I looked. They were bound. God did not stop the storm. There's a reason it was allowed to go on, but we were allowed to create boundaries. And we can do the same. Now, I want to just introduce, I sent you all a, a handout tonight about snipers, and we will get to that um, next time. But let me just share real quick the background, which is up here. <laughs> um, for, okay, so I'll just read it as it is. God gave me a vision of a sniper in action. And he told me that a sniper is in place before her target ever appears. That's why we're calling out these storm names before they even develop. We're already in position. Okay? She is steady and in place. We're steady and in place. We're doing this every day. We're steady and in place. We're not going to have, when, when we hear a weather report saying, oh, tropical storm, da-da-da-da, or da-da-da, uh-uh, we're already in place. We've already locked in on where the target is, all right? We are steady and in place, and we pull the trigger at just the right time. As that storm appears, God's going to give us what to say to that storm. He's already given us this, but there might be something different that we need to say to this storm than we did to that storm. And he's going to give it to us, and we're going to pull that trigger at just the right time. And he says, a sniper travels light. Therefore, we're able to set up quickly and break down quickly. And the sniper is undetected. We are, and when we're undetected, um, it's later in the handout. But that means we're outside of the target's range. The target doesn't even know what hit him because we're undetected. All right, and he told me, this is how you will handle the hurricane. He told me that before um, I even saw a list of the hurricane names. He told me this before. He told me that he was naming us the Dominion Task Force. So we're going to study what he is showing us um, about our position and how we operate. It's very exciting. This is just, this is, this contains um, information off of websites, but we're going to tie it into the word. It is absolutely amazing. 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 Praise God. Does anybody have anything they would like to share or any questions they would like to ask? Okay. Um, uh, last time we talked about tithers' rights, and that's one of our um, spiritual weapons in our 
um, and our arsenal. We talked about what it is and what it, and what tithe, and how tithing applies to the New Testament believer. And God has shown me a way to get the teachings out to you all, like soon after we do the Bible study, so it can stay fresh and you all can do the replay. It's just that last week, for whatever reason, the system didn't work and they weren't able to capture the recording for me and they didn't get it to me until yesterday. But I do have a teaching on Titus Rights in the form of a podcast. And I'm going to um, email that link to you all. It's actually a YouTube that you listen to. But I will send that link to you all if you choose to listen to it. Um, as something, you know, a supplemental thing um, to help while we are taking dominion over the hurricane. But one thing I neglected to mention, I did mention that when we tithe, we're doing it out of a motivation of love and adoration and respect for God. We're also doing it out of worship. Okay, so I just want you to know that. I didn't say that um, explicitly, but I want you to know that it's a form of worship. But I'm going to send that to you just so um, we can keep it fresh in our thinking, and um, we'll talk more about how it applies to what we're doing. Um, I would also like to remind you that if you would like to sow into God's Love Song Ministries, you may certainly do that. Sowing saying, I believe the word that I heard, I received the word that I heard, and Lord, I am planting this financial seed into the fertile soil of God's love song ministry, expecting to receive a harvest of this word that I have received in my life, expecting to walk in my authority, expecting to know more about my authority, expecting to take my authority and see the results of my taking my authority that you have given me. Um, that is what your seed is saying, as well as a form of worship to God. So if you'd like to do that, you can do that through the website. You can through that, do that through Zelle. PayPal um, or here on the island um, we can meet up and you can do it in person but that's between you and God all right I just want to offer you the opportunity because God's not trying to get anything from you he's trying to get everything to you all right so if nobody has anything to say if all hearts and minds are clear Deborah Ryberg will you pray us out please Holy Father, we thank and praise you for the word that we have heard and the word that we have received. We thank you for the grace to be doers of this word and to do it as you have instructed. We thank you that it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish exactly what you have purposed and pleased for it to do. And as we I'll go from this place of being nurtured and being built up to do the work of the ministry you have assigned us in this task force. We give you praise for giving us revelation of our dominion and our authority and for giving us the great grace to be among those manifesting themselves in this earth as the sons of God. We praise and give you thanks for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You all be blessed. I'm so glad you were here. I believe that you were blessed.